0: Here we go, another edition of the you Hate to See It podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad everybody's giving us the listen here. We got a packed episode. Um I'm with, I'm with my guy Ryan. Ryan, how are we doing tonight?
1: Uh, I mean, as good as the Yankees. I mean, we haven't won a game in five in five straight games. We look terrible. It's just bad baseball to watch. But we'll get into that. You, know, start, you know.
0: And we were talking about this. I was thinking about how am I gonna how are we gonna start this show tonight? Should we start off on the Yankees at negative foot, but no 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 no. We're gonna start off on a positive note because thank God I go
1: as the Yankee go Yankees go
0: because thank God for this team in New York, or I think the Bronx would really be on fire right now. For me, the New York Knicks have won six in a row. This team is on fire. They're coming out playing every night. This is a this is a hard hat lunch pail type of team. There's no load management nights. There's no uh, minutes restrictions. They go out there. Randall plays every night. Barrett plays every night. Burks, Rose, all these guys, they play every night. They're ready to if play. They can,
1: they're ready to play. You, yeah, if, they ready.
0: Can, if they can breathe, they're playing. Unlike some other people in this town. Okay, that's number one. Number two, this should be the talk in the town right now. This is great for basketball. When was the last time? I'm going to give the Nets some credit here too. The Knicks and Nets were on back-to-back national television games on a Sunday afternoon in the, uh, in the NBA, you have to go back probably to maybe mellow time, mellow Darren Williams era of both teams. Okay. So that's really good for New York basketball in general. I love it. I love that, but I'm going to keep this on the Knicks. Thank you, Lonzo ball for, for some stupid reason. Giving Derek Rose a time of day on that on that layup at the end, it comes off bullet just enough. Rose kicks it out, bang three overtime, and then blow the doors off of him in overtime for the win to make it six in a row. Well,
1: it wasn't Lonzo, right? It yeah, was someone Rose was, was driving and he kicked it out the bullet. It, yes, it was sure? It was Lonzo.
0: Lonzo froze. Lonzo gave him a little jab. Stan Van Gundy said in the timeout. Give up the layup. Don't let a three ball happen. Deny the three. And Lonzo gets caught. Well, I don't know what he oh, was it, thinking. Well, I thought
1: they were talking more so about the foul, the guy who was guarding mm-hmm. Rose. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Lonzo's guarding Rose. Well, there's
0: bullet. two phases there. There's the one where, okay, should you Well, I fouled? thought they should have fouled. Yeah, and that's most. But some, some people want to play it out because, God forbid, you get the guy in a shooting motion as you foul him, you give him the three. And one, Okay. Yeah. But if you let Derrick Rose, I was talking
1: about Derrick Rose when when he get past you, you should have fouled him there. and then.
0: Well, they, if he, at the end the inbound, he, he Rose takes it over the, and you're saying they should have fouled him when he went over the pick, and I agree with that. I thought they were gonna foul yeah, him, and they did it, and they
1: did it. That's and what they, I thought he was pissed about. That's what they, Van Gundy was more mad about. Than well, anything.
0: I, I don't think I think Van Gundy wanted to play it through. His no, no, th-
1: no, not that what I saw. He was pissed. He said they were supposed to foul in that in all. Facets of saying it without so saying there, it. I so think. there was
0: two blunders there
1: then. That I think he's more mad because it was Bledsoe. Who was no, it wasn't Bledsoe. Who was guarding Rose?
0: It was either Bledsoe or it was no, um Bledsoe. It was Eric Bledsoe, or yeah, it was true. no, or it was um the other guy. Let me pull it up. But there was okay. So there, so hold on. So there's that play, right? You take that play, which was a blunder, a complete disaster. Let me see a New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, I think it,
1: it was Bledsoe. I'm pretty sure it was Bledsoe.
0: It was either Bledsoe. I no, yeah, it was either it was Bledsoe, Bledsoe. It was or Ingram or Ingram. It could have been Ingram. No, it was Bledsoe because yeah, I remember it, was it was guard. guard. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, he had the chance to foul him there, and that's where I thought that's where I thought Van Gundy was pissed because he sounded like he was pissed at the foul. I mean, I understand Lonzo not stepping in the lane, denying the three. Like you should have been standing If you let right Rose,
0: there. if you let Rose make the layup, they lose. We Same lose the game, game. because yeah. the clock runs out. But they don't have, They don't have to inbound it. Yep. So Rose kind of caught himself. Thank God Lonzo did that. So you kick it out and he makes it. He makes a contested three in the corner in front of the, of the, of the Pelicans bench. That is awesome. They win the game. You get six in a row. Now you're in great position. You got Charlotte tomorrow night, another team that's right there with you. Right. Another team that you, they missing, are. Missing on LaMelo. Let me no Yeah. No, yeah. lamelo has sure. been out. Yeah. He's done. Um, he's done for the season. But if you look at, let me pull up my Knicks here. Memphis Grizzlies. I know for a fact, the Hawks are a game, are a half a game up, and I believe the the horn the Hornets are as well. I gotta pull up the NBA standings here. But here's the thing: you are right now in prime position. You can be a four seed. Will they end up being a four seed? I don't know. I don't know if the team has the,
1: the Knicks are a six seed at 31 and 27. The right. Heat are the seven, 29 28. The Hornets are 28 and 28 at the eight seed right now. All
0: right. Yeah. So you have Charlotte's behind. They're you. tied.
1: They're tied in the win column and a game back in the loss column with the Celtics and the Hawks.
0: So they're a half a game back. You got to pray yeah, Boston yeah. loses. And so you got to win. You got to take care of business tomorrow night. All uh, right. You got to beat Charlotte. That way you give yourself a chance against Atlanta. Eight o'clock game. I believe it's prime primetime. Uh, national TV again. Like let's go! But I'll be there. I think I'm going
1: to I think I think the Knicks get in a sitting at four or five spot and get some momentum going. They can win yeah. a first a, a winnable first round. Absolutely, like, like where they're where they're like you know it's a cost up first round, and then they get some momentum. That's a better chance of taking down one of these big
0: three teams in the East. I, I totally you know, agree for the morale of this franchise. Level, you know, yeah you you, you want to play you want to play Philly Brooklyn. Or Milwaukee, at least in the second or third round.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're saying, yeah. If you can get past that first round, at least from a morale standpoint for where the franchise is going, not only do you make the playoffs, but you win a series. Okay. We're, we're, that's a legitimate conversation to have right now for this team. I love it. How many times, how, what was the last time I can remember? 2014 was the last time I could watch my team deep into the season. We're above 500. We're right in the thick of it. We're not getting flexed out of these national TV games. Here we go. And the thing that I can't stand, all right is I should not hear this on the radio. I shouldn't hear what the Knicks need to do in the off season. I shouldn't hear the oh we need to get Lonzo Ball. Maybe we need to do this. The Zion Williams uh, uh thing um, comments
1: you don't you're, comment. not, yeah. you're not going I was going to ask you about that.
0: The only thing I give a shit about and the only thing this town should give a shit about is how are we going to beat Charlotte tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to Tuesday's podcast. How are we going to beat Charlotte? That should be the only thing we're talking about. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy Julius Randle's playing great. R.J. Barrett's coming into his own. This Norland's Noel is playing out of his mind right now. Derek Rose showing flashes of his old days. Let's let's embrace this. Stop talking about what we need to do. We'll worry about that in the offseason. This team can okay. not saying they seem to win a, fine, a championship, but goddamn, we can make a playoff run.
1: I got a question for you. Go ahead. Where does – 2021 Julius Randall rank in your Knicks fandom while you've been alive because I know Melo's been up there obviously and you you've been there you've been fighting through the trenches in this what 26 now you are 26 year 26, stretch yeah I mean was who's early that you weren't even able to watch
0: I was my first original favorite player of the Knicks was Allen Houston when I could okay. really start you know figuring out my yeah you know. so.
1: So I was rank little, it from that point on, like well, I would 2021, say, twenty twenty one Randall has to be up there. I mean, and I don't think you ever saw that coming.
0: No, um, my number one's mellow, of course. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's it, it's it's close. It's Randall. I loved watching David Lee. play. I was a big David Lee. What fan.
1: about Amari? Amari, his first year when he Amari's came. Amari's first
0: year, but Amari really didn't do didn't do much after that. He
1: said he, he said he got hurt I a know. Lot. I know, but he set the map and he brought. Mel- no, he, he, did, he, he like yeah. attra- He like was a help part of the reason that I attracted. Yeah, I,
0: you owe those guys that. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, so Randall's definitely up there. There really isn't many guys that I really like, really love. I mean, I, dare I say, at one point I had a Stefan Marbury jersey, which mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, didn't. Sprewell I didn't know anybody. Sprewell had before my. Damage. You know, Houston yeah. Sprewell was still before my time. I yeah. Was, you know, I had my first jersey was I just, thought, was, I, just,
1: I just want to talk about like. I mean, like I would just bring that up because Randall's having a phenomenal year. Like he's. I mean, outside of we talked early on, he hasn't been that best in the last.
0: Listen, he won last of the week.
1: of the game, I know. Last possession of the game, but he's been playing his ass out from the through the entire game. He's just the, he's the workhorse, you know. He he's a consistent guy that's going to go out there and get you his his consistent numbers almost double, every night. Double the it's game. Solid, yeah. He's Solid, double, and, a, and double, it's yeah. consistent, and you can expect that. And he's out there every night, and that's what a team. That's how teams get to the point of being like a Brooklyn, you know. Like that's how Brooklyn built it. They were winning at a lower level, a tier below mm-hmm. the super teams, mm-hmm. and they were uh, they were like, okay, look, there's a lot of guys there that are like, you know, that know how to play, ba- you know, know how to play the basketball in today's team basketball. Age. This is
0: yeah. in a it league attracts
1: the big guys,
0: you know, in a, in a league where we have all of this load management shit, all it is, all this. Sh- this is an old school New York team, and it takes the identity of Tom Thibodeau, the head yep. coach. This guy and the city. And the city It's the identity, it's this gritty mentality of we're going to come out there, we're going to scratch, we're going to claw, and we're going to grind these wins out. We're not putting up 120 a game, we're going to beat you 105 103. It's going to be a thriller, it's going to be a dogfight. Every game's going to be a dogfight. These next two games are going to be crucial at the Garden. You got to beat Charlotte tomorrow night, you have to. You have to beat Charlotte, and then you go talk about Atlanta. That's going to be a big dogfight. I can't wait, I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. But I want you to look at this RJ Barrett. Okay, started off the season awful. They couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Now he's shooting, what, in the high 40s from three, he, minus Curry. If he didn't have that stupid stretch in the beginning, he'd have a better three-point percentage than Steph Curry. Okay, now, obviously, you know, he's, okay, I'm not comparing the yeah, two in no way. Yeah. They're light well, years been ahead. He's playing his
1: ass off, you know. But you the gotta, guy- you got you to gotta, you gotta keep mentioning his name because he deserves the talk mm-hmm. that he's getting mm-hmm. around. Because, I mean, like – I'm not going to come out here and say I'm a huge Nick fan, but I Nick fan, cause my basketball alliances are kind of tied to LeBron. And then I enjoy, I grew up a Nick's fan in the beginning. Then I kind of transitioned to the Nets fan. Cause I was going to games all the time when they were in the playoffs, when I was young. And then I kind of watched the Knicks and the Nets. I kind of watched both. Like I, like I was kind of like, it's kind of a down period for me, you know, I'm into the Yankees big, the it's kind of coming off from the football season. So I enjoy when like, both New York teams are technically New York, New Jersey teams for growing up, but now both New York teams are good. It's fun, you know? And I like, it's kind of like the opposite of what you thought the two teams would be in today's day and age. You'd think the Knicks would be the super team and the Brooklyn would be the gritty, you know, younger brother. But I mean, it's not the way the cards unfolded, but I think the Knicks deserve hella credit. We'll take- I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, for the, I think they've already hit their over on the year and shit like that. Like they've been, Way exceeding not everyone's done. expectations for the beginning of the year. They're not and it's done. Not man. finished yet. Yep. There's a lot of good basketball left coming down the stretch. And I want to make NBA one more point.
0: I want to make one more point for RJ. So he averages 17.3. The guy he's compared to on a daily basis is John Morant. John Morant is the number one scorer for the Grizzlies. Now understand this: RJ is second fiddle to Julius Randle, and rightfully so. John Morant's averaging 18.7 a game with 3.6. Now granted, he's a, he's more of a he's a point guard, but I want everybody. to... Pump the brakes here.
1: Is Let he Art. Can you what? tell us the assist too?
0: Assist. Oh, he's got seven point three assists. Yeah. So that okay. that's that's yeah, per- yeah well, that's a, no, that a point guard. He should yeah. be yeah. Yeah. as he should be okay. as he yeah. should be. But all this comparison of all the RJ's far below Now Zion is ahead of both of them. That's no argument there. The guy averages thirty a game and, and the Pelicans can't win. Oh, that reminds me one more thing. Um, but this is you got to give RJ a chance and then then evaluate this draft class that he was. And in. RJ,
1: you said. RJ's, what, 17.8? 18.7.
0: You, no, 17.3 eight, with
1: – And then five-point-something like rebounds. 5.7
0: rebounds. And how he, many
1: assists does RJ have? Probably two or three. You don't expect him to be uh, he's just under. He's
0: just under three. Just okay,
1: under so – Okay, that, yeah, but he's having a hell of a year. Bro, like he, You don't expect is. offensively – because he. I think he's, his defense is very underrated. Yeah. At least it was in Duke. Like, he's a very solid defensive player for how good offensively he is and how, like, you know, like – Like, you can look at it in comparison – to LaMelo coming up like they both were top prospects growing yeah. up throughout the majority of their lives. And RJ values the defensive side of the ball a lot more than LaMelo did in high school. And we saw him just cherry picking and shit, you know, but Lamelo's playing great this year. Like that's neither here nor there. I'm just yeah. saying RJ's defensive side is very underrated as well. Underrated, He's underrated, an outstanding defender.
0: Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real last NBA point. Then we'll move on. Did you hear that? that Stan, so Stan Van Gundy after the game started ripping the Pelicans. Saying that a high school team would execute that play at the end better than they would, that he literally said it in the in the huddle. Thirty seconds later, they don't execute it, and he's getting ripped because he was too harsh. His comments are no. too harsh. No,
1: no, no. I I completely agree. He, he I like that. I like the. I liked his. I saw his comments after the game, and I liked it a, a real lot. I, These players I, are so. He's one hundred percent right. Yeah. Like, there's two instances. We just went over it earlier when we first went into the breakdown of the game. Like there's two instances where they fucked up that are just, it's not about making a shot. It's not about your skill level. It's about just being disciplined and following the instructions laid I'm out told. as your head by do your head coach, you know? yep. and but, you
0: know. Yeah,
1: And we can talk in, since we're talking about do what you're told. Oh, do what you're told. Well, I don't know. They they're, we're, they're definitely not doing what they're expected, which is all the analytics are about. Right. So yeah. let's get
0: into that. So five and 10 Yankees. You get swept by the Rays, who have a quarter of the payroll you have. Basically, they 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 pay their entire salary to Giancarlo Stanton if they were paying Giancarlo Stanton. Um, th- this team, once again, now it, you're gonna harp on this a million times. I'm saying as always oh, it sounds like a broken record. We're not hitting. We're not pitching. We're not making plays in the field. Guys are striking out left and right. Your big bats or aren't doing outside shit. Outside of Cole, outside Cole, of Cole DJ, great. no. Yeah.
1: I mean, DJ's DJ's even missed a lot of opportunities too. DJ's was hitting more. I think he's probably right now. He's probably hitting four or five double plays this year. I, I'll, I'll look it up if they give me expanded stats here. But like, it's like insane it, the amount. Like, even he hasn't been himself this year. Like, it's just it's just
0: been rough. See, it's just, see, and the issue is, stop putting on. Today, I'm I'm happy, and I would have said it this morning if we would have went on this morning. Where's Brian Cashman? At some point, you got to come out. and You got to give the state of the team. Stop and putting. And he Aaron- does
1: that. He does that all the time. He does that more than any other GM. I mean, I called for it about Gettleman early on the Giants well, this season, but it. like he 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 stepped out. But what do he What do he really say? He said, he "Relax." That's all he, he said. That's yeah, all he, he told us shit. is like, "Relax. We trust our plan." Like, like there's no, what do you expect? We know this. No, I was thinking. I was thinking this before I was coming on. I was just saying to myself, like, Daryl, me and you have been. Diehard Yankee fans, our whole lives, we know better than dicks. Ex- Brian Cashman's been the GM for as long as we can remember. We know better. Like as long as we don't alive. expect, we don't, ex- we're not expecting the Yankees to come down. We know it's not, it's not. We're gonna no, come he, down and get a fire. Billy Martin's not getting fired. We're not expecting something like that. We didn't expect that at the press conference. Well, we didn't it, know what was coming. But like you, today's day and age, if you think Brian Cashin's going, no, you're, you're no, you're, no. Okay.
0: And I, I get mad at people that saying Boone's
1: going. You know, it's not gonna so, happen. First right of all, in now, today's baseball.
0: Day. It used to be, oh, fire the managers, The manager's fault. Well, in today's baseball, it's not the manager. It might be the least person of your problems. Today, if you have a problem with your team, you're firing the general manager only, and then the manager, because the manager doesn't have he has even less control. Say, yeah. So don't tell me Aaron Boone's should be job should be in jeopardy. That guy's job <laughs> is safe. So is Brian Cashman's. It's neither. This is just a poorly built team. Now you is Brian Cashman under the microscope? Absolutely. You didn't address you didn't address any of the issues last year. You signed LeMay, you back great. You just you didn't make any different any changes. You didn't address the elephant in the room that Gleber can't play shortstop. You didn't address the elephant in the room that you lost Tanaka and you replaced him with two guys who haven't pitched in the major league in the last two years. And right. then and then you have a fucking bullpen who gets who's overworked because you don't want to have a guy pitch three times through the order. So I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna, gonna look well, at
1: you brought up something I'm just going to talk about. So I was feeling a little bit down yesterday because um, I had the second shot. So it was, I guess, side effects or whatever. And I was a little emotional as the Yankees sucked. to kind of ruin my day. And then I saw a clip of uh, Tanaka. And then I saw something today about how he said something and then talking Yankees said comment on it. every time I hit translate where he hope it says I'm coming back to the Yankees. <laughs> and I, and, it, and I, and it literally brought a tear to my eye because I missed Tanaka so much. I saw the highlight. There was a highlight video yesterday last night. And it was just like, like, I missed Tanaka like, Tana- like there's guys that are missed on this team, the Tanaka's, the DDs that we like moved on that weren't the guys that were like, you know, they were like, Good everyday players, but they weren't like the headline guys of the Yankees. They weren't the Aaron Judges. They weren't the Garrett Cole's, who is the ace. Garrett Cole's lived up to everything he's asked, been asked to do. So I'm not giving him shit. I'm giving Judge more so shit. He hasn't. I mean, but like the, those guys are dearly missed on this team. And I mean, I don't know where we're getting it from. Hey, we you know, the, you, we basically bullied Jay Bruce into retirement. Thank
0: God. I mean, he, well, look, he was, if uh, we I was talking, Jay Bruce.
1: Might have listened to he might have listened to the last episode we had on with Lance where we were just bullying the shit out of him. Maybe he's like, fuck it, I gotta hang it up.
0: You know, Jay Bruce. If you see jerk
1: also are talking shit about me, I gotta hang <laughs> it up.
0: Yeah, the shit that the podcast nobody listens to. Um here's the thing. If you, this is this is Jay Bruce's thought process, probably. Late in my career, the Yankees are off for me. Let me hitch my wagon to them, maybe win a World Series, and then I could be done. Man looks up. I'm sucking. It's five and ten. Getting ripped. The ship is sinking. You know what? I think I'm gonna I'm get down. I'm out. I'm out, you know what? More power to you, Jay Bruce. This thing is a dumpster fire right now, and usually, usually those dumpster fires are in Queens. This year, not the case. The Mets are in first place, the Yankees have the worst record in baseball. It's early, but at some point, the saying of it's getting early, late. You can't it's getting late, it's getting, it's, late. It's, getting, it's getting late, early around here.
1: Yeah, isn't that a yogi? It's yogiism. Yep, it's getting um, late early. I looked up before we got on it's based, you, I get it, it's 15 games, but you break it down. There's only 10, 15 game, 10.8, 15 game stretches in the year. You know, this was a terrible one. Well, I know there's uh, baseball's at 162, but I mean, like, this has been, like, it's been ugly to watch. Dude. And the I comment, can't watch it.
0: the comment that, that kind of pissed me off today from Brian Cashman was, this is just a 15 game stretch. If, if this was in the middle of the sandwich in the middle of the season, nobody would be talking about it. And No, that's a cop out, Brian. I would. I would. That's a it's a cop out because this is the way this team played at the end of last year. They started 21 and 6. Lance even said on the show last time and they finished mm-hmm. under 500 and got the doors blown up in the playoffs. So, yeah. this maybe this is the team. And it rightfully so. You have not changed anything from last year. In fact, I think you got worse. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, there's
1: guys, you know what, like the, a couple of things I was hearing today um just through sports talk radio scene on Twitter is how do you feel about like? All right, we let's not harp on it. What are, what are the things we can do? Correct it. Hicks looks like shit. Let's talk about who looks like shit. Hicks looks like shit. I mean, Stanton's leading us in RBIs, but he's batting one seventy six.
0: Yeah, I mean twelve no, no RBIs in know, thirteen games let, is fine.
1: And, and and someone brought up. I think it was Evan Roberts today on the fan. He was talking about an 05. We start off bad, and this is what he compared it to because we brought up. Um, who do we bring up? We Aaron Small. A, no, we brought up a pitcher. Uh, it wasn't Ching Ming, was it Ching Ming Wong? It was Ching Ming Wong. It was Ching Ming Wong. 2005, yeah. and then there we brought up an outfielder as well. Um, a young outfielder. Like Was that the Shelly okay.
0: Duncan era? Melky
1: Cabrera? Uh, no, no, no. No, it was Robinson Cano. Robbie Cano, Robinson don't Cano. you Cano. Know. Yeah. Yeah. We brought those two rookies up. We moved some pieces around, and we brought, like, Florio, who's our center fielder. He's young. He's a left-handed bat, you know, like, and put hit, like, let's, let's, you know what, let's stop fucking, it's, it's done with this fucking worrying about the fucking time management, the their career clocks and shit. You know what? Bring this kid up. He's a lefty. He's a center fielder. He's just – he's faster than Hicks. He can play – I mean, Hicks isn't even playing defense good. You know, put some fire into these guys' asses. You, I know you just paid Hicks, but, let, you Listen. know what? Bring him up. Give Michael King – Put him, Michael King's deserved a spot in the rotation. You're going to fucking not give him a spot in the rotation, and you're going to go fucking uh, opener day when he's pitched his ass off? Like stop fucking thinking, overthinking bullshit. You know they put these guys deserve Debbie, does, How does he win spring rookie of the spring? And isn't even we haven't seen him once. And we're gonna go bullpen day. Like and we're five and ten. Yeah, we're gonna. You're five and ten. That's when shit start. That's when you start getting everything gets under the look. Everything gets under the microscope. That's when people look at you and point out everything. Yeah, Aaron Boone's too nice of a guy. That's when that gets color up. You know the analytics is is Brian Cashman running the team. All this other nonsense gets looked up because you're five and 10. So you need to start making answers. We don't need to be told to relax because we've seen the results of it for the last four years, since 2017. And it's fucking frustrating. You know, like every, it's supposed to be a joyous year, joyous time of the year. Yankees are just getting going. It's fucking not and it sucks. And, and it's, it's time to hold guys accountable. You know, like you can't do this. You can't do that. I don't care how much money you're making. Like it's time to put, we have all these young guys, the Dominguez we talked about early on in this podcast's history, the Martian. We, we, I mean, like, you know, bring them up, put some fire under these guys' asses. We need, there needs to be a fire. Yeah. And I'm going to say one last thing and I'll let you go. And, and it might be a bad take. It might get us the show canceled. I'm not going to hate the fans that threw the balls on the field because no. they're pissed off. I don't, I wouldn't recommend doing it again. I would never advocate for doing it. But it happened, so we're not gonna fucking harp on it. And I understand the frustration. And it wasn't they weren't thrown at raised players, but you know, no Someone we need a fucking we talked about, it, we need a moment. Someone needs to wake these guys the fuck up because they are a heartless fucking team. It sucks. It's like oh, it's all nonchalant, but go ahead, because I just went on a fucking tangent.
0: That was actually really I got I got fired at listening to you. This team takes the persona of Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. When they get in front of a microphone, what does it sound like? Well. Yeah. He gets out there. He's on. battle. It, it's very, yeah. It's very status quo company line. It's very, here we are. We're going to be fine. And those players take on that persona. There's a strikeout. No one's pissed off. It's just, I'm going to strike out. I'm going to walk back to the dugout and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. There is no sense of urgency. I'd love to know what Booney said fr- Friday when he, night when, when he, when he talked yeah. to him. Yeah. Because we do know we, we have seen Boone get fired up. These guys are savages They're in the savage box. In the box. So, is that gonna be that? Because here's the difference. Now, there are coaches that are always on 10, volume 10, they're always screaming. So when they need to get a message through and they, they goes, need to hit that 10, it gets yeah, but Boone is always on quiet, quiet. So if he explodes, could that do something? Now, granted, that's what he freaked out a, go, ahead, go ahead and then they played Tyler Glass out the next day. So I mean, rather whether, whether you're, you're you're 15 and zero or five and ten. I think you're losing a glass now regardless, you know? So there's the momentum, fine.
1: But they had him. There was a shot where they had him. They had him on the ropes. We were, we were golfing. Had a good fun day out on the links. couple friends, friend of the show, Pino, producer, former producer, might be producer again, Brocko. Um, but, like, it's just, you know, like, it's just frustrating. You're 5-10. and 10, Like, someone break a fucking bat. Someone get pissed off, and you well, know, and then then it will calm some of her anger down. Someone show some anger that there's, there's not no been leadership any side on this of,
0: team. There's no leadership because judges so has had it so far up his own ass, he can't lead. It's Labor, hard.
1: It's it, hard. and the only person that could lead is it's the hardest position to do it. Is the starting the ace of the staff. I mean, he comes out there and he does his job. I mean, I mean, granted, the last performance wasn't his best, but I mean, you're gonna expect those bumps from Cole every now and then. But he's only there a fifth of your games at best. There's, a, you need an offensive leader, regardless in baseball, no matter how one. good.
0: It, it, it should be Judge. It should be, it should be Sanchez, but th- those guys it aren't be leaders. DJ. DJ's just
1: a quiet the guy, but that's, a quiet not what guy. that's not what we're asking. DJ does, DJ does his job, so I'm not going to get on him. It no. should be the judges who want to get all the credit and be all the face of the franchise. It should be the Glabers who's, we used to rave, oh, he's only 22. And there's fucking, like, there's guys, they're missing a void. A guy who, a, you know, a guy who gives the. With the button, the first button undone, you know, kind of brolicky. But like, even, but Ryan, even he's, you, he's not a leader. Either. He's not a leader. I know, but you know, they're missing some energy. They're missing a lot. Like I don't know what it is. Like there is no they're leader. One hundred percent.
0: They're just there. They're just there. They lollygag on the field. They lollygag off the field. There's no energy.
1: You know what I would do if I was? You know what I would do? I'd be like, you guys want to play like shit? You guys, you guys don't deserve to wear the pinstripes. You guys, are, you guys want to play like gray? Blah, wear your road grays. Until you until you earn the pinstripes back, I fucking, I that's the I like there just needs to be some kind of fucking message sent right. by someone. And there's too like monotoneness. There is by everyone. That's the shit that pisses
0: me off. No, and the, and the, and, the, and the team has become it's it's them. So here's what you got to do. You, you're you're gonna say, oh, how would you improve this team? Glaber's not getting moved. He's not going to, you're not going to find a shortstop that you're going to trade for. That's your shortstop for the season. There's not shorts.
1: Yeah. This year, there's nowhere to go. There's a big shortstop market in the, uh, in the you address that in the off season where there's a lot of shortstops coming out and you figure it out. The only way I
0: could see maybe you you trade for either you're going to call somebody up or you trade for a pitcher because I'm tired of hearing Corey Kluber. Oh, he's, he's coming around. He's ramping up. He's ramping up. If I hear ramp up one more time, I'm going to ramp okay. my foot up your ass. It, it, it's ridiculous. It really is. I'm tired of hearing the ramp up, the ramp up, the ramp up. We're five and 10. You're five and 10. You got to go out there. You got to pitch more than four fucking innings. Period. Stop. Yeah.
1: Someone grow a pair. And, and Monty, and I'll give credit to Monty because Monty's played stuff. well too. He, yeah. I mean, he, I, Montgomery I mean, what, Montgomery. What, what we he's burnt gonna... the start. He versus he versus Glassnell. There wasn't expect there's guys you expect, you know, there's guys where they take the ball every day. You don't expect to win it, you know. Right. Going into that game we as a know fan, it, we the Glasnows, the Degroms, you know. But Monty's Monty's played well this year. We know like, Monty's. If, if yeah, he's a back end solid number, star, yeah. four or five starter. Yep. You know and that he's like a petted a pet on a competitive team. A pet 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 it, pet at the, the end team. of his career, would be, yeah. yeah, exactly. It would be ideal. You need you still need that too. We need Seve back, who's summertime. Who could which Cashman said today, summertime could be anywhere from fucking June, July, August. And no, who else, who else is Britain? Britain? Britain's end of May, and I think Luke Voight is probably possibly mid-May if I'm not fucking mistaken.
0: It doesn't make a difference though. I know that's the problem. The problem is you're not hitting. Those guys are going to come back in. Voight's going to give you more so strikeouts what anyway. An- what are
1: the answers? So now that what are the answers? Here's retired, the Who do? Who's our first baseman? What's the May- lineup you? tomorrow?
0: So it's got to be LeMay O'Dore. It's got to be or, uh, it's got to be shell. He- why do
1: why don't we look at potentially Tyler Wade. No, I mean he is—he does have the best batting average on the team right now. And you know what? He'll go fight somebody.
0: Shits.
1: He's got six at bats, one hit, but uh, he's out. Even you know who I kind of want to see, and someone like kind of like along lines you said, I think deserves a little more than Wade. I'd like to see Talkman see if he can go at first. Oh, absolutely. And ha- and and then you have the left-handed bat. You have a guy who has speed. You, you have try. a guy, a solid defender, a guy who has a little bit of grit to him, and he's better. He's I think. You have a better uh, – I mean, I think him at first base is just as much – him at first base and Odor, and DJ at second base is just as good as a combo as DJ at first base and Odor at second base. And I think Talkman brings a better bat and better offensive side to it.
0: I think you. it's the approach. I think we need to stop – now, this is my rant for all across baseball. You got to – Let's start shortening our, 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 our swings. Let's start Talkman to- is
1: a guy that will do yeah. that though.
0: And Aaron judge, let's go in there, shorten up and fucking get a base hit. Let's try you that. Know, judge,
1: judge hit 20 home runs and bat three forty Cause you're, you are that good where you're capable of just, if you f- hone in on it, he's that good of a hitter. He's not like a Stanton where it's all power or nothing. We've seen him hit consistently singles doubles. You know, he is a good hitter. And another thing I mentioned on the last podcast, you know, who's coming up in the wings, mm-hmm. a great hitter. A great consistent hitter that you probably forgot about. Maggie. If he can get some first base, I mean he's terrible infield. If he can get if if he can I'll take errors from him on ground balls hit at him, but if he can catch the ball and scoop and hit consistently how much better at hey, first base? First base for? is one of
0: the toughest positions to play because you got it. I don't footwork. think so. I think oh, no, it's right. I think Ryan, it's, fo- it's footwork. I think I, think, footwork, I, think I know. Gloves, I'm saying I know.
1: I'm not saying any Joe Schmo, but I'm saying these professional athletes should have the capability of playing. Right? If he can play third base, he can kind of have an idea play to first base.
0: Yeah, but there's the the foot. The, the it's a lot. It's, it's I know. But
1: Dario, Dar- mm-hmm. there's a hole there right now, and oh, he's DJ a great man. hitter. I know, but all right. So then what? So how about this? All right. If you want to go that route, put you're gonna make a hole at third base. Put Geo at short. TJ back at second. Whatever. Geo at back. Uh, Glaber back at second, and Miggy at third. If if when if in health, if when and healthy, Miggy needs to be one of the four infielders until Void comes back. I don't care how he plays in the infield. He needs we need hitting. Yeah. we need hitting. It's that simple. Let's move on before I have a stroke. Let's talk in more brighting news where I shouldn't be able to get mad about the Giants and who they can possibly draft because I don't think there's anyone. I get mad about there's only one person I'll get a little upset if they pass on right now who's that and it's uh Devontae Smith I think that's the only person because I feel like if we pass on him and he goes to Philly it's just gonna haunt like I under like I see us recently in a lot of mocks is getting waddle and Smith going to Philly and I just think there's something I mean there's something I sometimes would overlook and usually I would lean towards the waddle side and say the guy's a freak athlete, fast and whatever. But I think there's some something about Smitty that he's a two-time, uh, two-year captain in Nick Saban Alabama's offense. You know, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And in the Judy uh, Waddle, Smith was a third receiver, and you know he still contributed. And you know he was always kind of like he's been getting like a lot of like like shit. Like like this is the thing about the draft process that will always happen. They'll like. Teams will like, or reports will come out about people. They'll get shit on to boost another guy up a lot. It's not really more so in the wide receiver thing, but it gets more so mostly in the quarterback thing. Like field was a consensus number two. What has he done wrong since, since the Clemson game? he didn't win national championship of Bama, but he didn't play terrible. And he was a consensus number two all year. And how does he just get shit on, you know, just like off of fucking throwing in shorts. That's either here or there. I, the one guy, like I was saying, my earlier point is Smitty would, seeing him go to the Eagles would like really hurt me. Cause I think he's just, I think he has the chance to be an all-time great. I think he's just, I, I think he has the mentality. I think he has like, he's, you know, kind of endowed in majority of his life. And the fact that Nick Saban has much trust to put him as a two-time captain when he was a third receiver under a Jerry Judy, under a waddle says a lot. And I think that's part of what the giants are trying to build. And a lot of, you know, I think Saquon's a standout citizen, a great person, you know, like Daniel Jones, like they have good high character guys are trying to, you know, that's what they've been pushing and pushing. And they, and I think Smitty fits that mantra. And I think he's the perfect wide receiver, but there's guys, like if they took over him, I would be okay with like a, a Parsons, some of the earlier All right, guys. Let me ask you, which I don't think
0: Parsons is going to be there. If Parsons and Devante are there, who are you taking? Devante. Over Micah Parsons.
1: Yeah, and this is me saying that. Thinking yeah, we need, don't you
0: think we need more of a defensive presence than our offense that we just – Well,
1: well I to saw – you want to talk – yeah. You, I, all right, all right. So, off that note, I'm going to switch it because I saw a stat um, today. In the past 14 seasons, uh, the Giants, we had nine offensive picks and five defensive picks. That, that math adds up, right? Mm-hmm. The following season, the best record for the after the nine seasons – are I think is nine and nine and what would it be? Nine and seven was our best best season. Following that, with forty eight total wins in nine seasons, and defensively, our worst season was ten and six, and we have 40 50 something wins. Some something we have more wins. Over I said forty eight for the for the nine offensive right. I think sure. it was fifty six or fifty four something like that wins in those five seasons following. It. So we been consistently above 10 10 wins. And I think Micah Parsons has the ability, especially with the way Patrick Graham is given so much control of this defense and like how much trust him and judge like cooperate and they like work, they like, it's seamless. Like he gets to like play around with guys and experiment with guys. I think he's going to be, I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but I think he has the tools and the skill set to potentially be, I'm going to be honest right now and say a poor man's LT because I can't even say LT or as up to the LT level, but I'll say, say a poor man. I think it, I, I'm getting disrespectful comparing him, but I think he has the skills. I could see a uh, today's age that good of defensive player. I don't think anyone will ever get to the impact level that LT was on, but I think he could be like a a, a defensive player that teams fear uh, about like I, an Aaron Donald. I, you know, something. I think,
0: I, I think a more, level-headed approach to Micah Parsons comparison could be, let's start. Hey, a pro bowler is a rookie, you know, rookie defensive player, a, D, a rookie of the year defensive player. Like the, those are starting the year. Those are, those are starting points that you could say, yeah, yeah, this guy could definitely do it. This guy could be an all pro. Okay. Uh, In all due respect, we're talking about Lawrence Taylor. They will never. Yeah, compare I, won't, I won't.
1: Yeah. That's why it was. That's why I took that. It's, not even, it's, I, even, it's not even a poor man. It's not
0: even a poor man. Okay. I
1: know. I know. I'm a huge, uh, trust me. I would never I was trying to be as respectful. So, I just thinking, I'm just trying to say he, I think he's very well.
0: He's a very good. Player. Now yesterday we had today. We had the trade. was it today, right? The Trey Lance pro day. Uh, his yeah, that was today. today. I think it was today. Yeah. So now tomorrow morning, he's going to be, he's going to be the Jets quarterback. So that, that's how, <laughs> that's how this works. So I want everybody to prepare themselves now that Trey Lance is gonna go for, is gonna go number two. All right, that's just that's just how that's just how the pro days work. That's how the news cycle works. So everybody don't freak out when tomorrow they say you know uh, Will, Zach Wilson's out, Trey Lance is in. All right, because you guys you got a guy like Mac Jones, you got a guy like uh, like Zach Wilson, you got a Trey Lance, you have Justin Fields, you have quarterbacks here. You have a plethora of quarterbacks. Um, so just tomorrow, I mean, I know I'm gonna hear it. That's Trey Lance, kid. Listen, I think the pro days, those pro days where you're throwing on air, I think they're pointless. I think it's just – it's pointless to, to read into it. Now, I know why coaches want to go there. They want to see the physical specimen. They want to see the guy throw in person because they probably couldn't get to a game, obviously. So, from that perspective, fine. You want to see how the ball leaves his hand. You want to see how he is with other people, what is to, you know, interacting with people. It's another opportunity to meet a guy, which I think is great. But to read into it, oh, he made a bad throw. Oh, he threw a great ball. It's on air, folks. So we can't get into it. The pro days are for the coaches to see the person. They already know if the motherfucker can make a pass. They already know he can throw a deep ball. They already know he can throw on the run. There's enough film on that. So pump the brakes tomorrow when he's the Jets quarterback. All right? Right now the Jets don't know what the hell they're doing. They should, Joe Douglas should keep his mouth shut like he is, and everything's going to be fine. Um, for the Giants – Early, a lot of my, there's still a lot of time left. So I'm not going to get into for me where they're going and what I think they should do right now. I think maybe trenches should be one. If one of the receivers are there at that point, you got to really consider it because you hate to see him go to Philly, but you know, right now, I think the, the, the topic of conversation, you know, it's early, it's still early. And it it, it, is that lull period. It's going to ramp up next week when you have, Maybe some traits come out. You're going to have some more things get leaked out about players, this and that. So from that perspective, everybody just hold on to it. It's going to get interesting next week. We're only 10 days out. We're Eli days away. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Um, real quick, since we're getting close to draft time, I'm just going to update you guys on um, my rankings that I have because I watch a lot of college football. It doesn't make me an expert according to the Hitman, and I get a lot of shit about it. But – so I started off with uh, Jason OA and Koiti Pei as my 21 and 20. Uh, they're both edge rushers out of the Big Ten. Michigan, I watch a lot of Big Ten. So they're both, you know, just raw talents. They had like they've they've shown big things in the combo and their numbers, you know, like they've physical uh, specimens. And just to touch on OA, Jason Owe out of Penn State, because uh, I'm a big Penn State fan, he's a sophomore who only played 20 collegiate games. Like I said, he's a raw talent, but can definitely see the talent when you watch him play. And if he finds the right situation, he could be potentially around in a later round, like a second round. I would like potentially a Giants to target them, him potentially if they go more offensively offensive in the first round. Then 19th, I got Pat Fryermuth, another Penn state player, uh, tight end. Um, he wore 87. So they always used to say baby Gronk, yada, yada, yada. But uh, another outstanding, I think he's a second-rate tight end consensus out of a physical specimen who is um, Kyle Pitts, like just insane. I don't know if he's a tight end, a wide receiver. He's probably, People say he's the best tight end to come out in a while. Then we got cornerback out of uh, Virginia Tech, Caleb Fairley. He played solid. He was um, He's one of the few cornerbacks in like very long cornerback that can contribute to any team, you know, like there's always a fit for him. Feel like more of a Seattle-based cornerback. Uh, then my 17th quarterback, uh, 17th prospect is Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times. There, I don't know. Evan, you,
0: Evan said he's gonna come on the show Thursday. By the way, we're gonna have friend of the show, NFL and, and Jets Insider Evan Donatoff is gonna join us Thursday while we're on the topic. And Ryan, he directly said that he's gonna educate you on Mac Jones.
1: Okay, because I'm a big Mac Jones guy. I love Mac Jones. I think he gets too much shit um, for uh, like he just had a comparable season to Joe Burrow, and it, like and he and Joe Burrow was a consensus number one. I think it's the Trevor Alabama Long-
0: stigma. That's what it is. Yeah, but
1: but they were but the LSU team from last year was as good as this Alabama team offensively. Like, there's no argument against that. Like, I don't, like, I don't this- understand. I don't understand how how Zach Wilson from BYU and and fucking and. Trey Lance from North Dakota State are just slightly better than the guy from fucking Alabama who just fucking. Okay, who was the last good quarter? Who was the last good quarter? It's not about that,
0: Dario. You yeah, can dress. Sti- I understand that. Bias. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's. You a- are saying it. That's the stigma of Alabama quarterbacks. Okay, because you get a guy like another AJ McCarron, okay, who put up pretty good numbers and national cha- won, how many national championships and it still didn't mount anything in the NFL. All
1: right. Okay, but
0: going Matt, back how many. Wasn't
1: slinging, that was when they were running the ball. It's okay, but I'm saying like, how many. You watch how, him, it's, different. it's different. It is though, different. Right? I it's different. different. I think no, Mac Jones. Let guy. me finish my let me finish my last five with the with the 15th player being Travis Etienne. Uh do it all back from Clemson, who's just gives you very Kamari vibes in the NFL. Like he can catch it out of the backfield. He, you know he's a speedster, makes people miss. But a lot of his, a lot of times, you know, they're beating up on teams, and he's just pushing it. So that he's not my top-rated running back. He's definitely he's definitely very good running backs. But it's not going to be like a Saquon or a Zeke or a Gurley where it's going to be top ten. He's going to be probably later end of the draft. Uh, one of those playoff teams that kind of need to fill a hole at a running back position. That's definitely who you can see step in right away and produce and definitely look for in fantasy to make an impact this year. But those are my top 15. Those are 20 through 15. I started off with 21. I fucked up and accidentally spaced my rankings, but it's 20 through 15. For my special, top. 20. All
0: right. That's all the time we have for tonight. Tune in. Hey, thank you for listening. If you listen this long, we really appreciate you. Um, Thursday, Friday show, Thursday is recording Friday's show. We will have Evan Donatov come on and join us. Talk up a little NFL draft action. Uh, we'll see. I told him he tried, we tried to get him on tonight, but he was busy. So I said, don't worry. The Yankees are going to still suck on Thursday. So you could definitely still have a yeah, lot to talk about. Right <laughs> um, Hey, stay classy, get vaccinated America. And what the hell that is. We are the New
1: York Go on.